0: Welcome to Moms on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermoms, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight, and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a great career, as well as talk to experts and employers who champion diversity and gender equality. During Series 4, we're teaching women how to stand out in the crowd, whether it's to boost their earning potential, achieve career progression or shine the light for other women to follow. This week, I'm excited to be speaking to Rachel Fowler, actor, director, filmmaker and coach about how we can present well at meetings. Quite often, we might reflect on why do people come across so well in stage or at meetings Is it about rehearsing? Is it about connection? Rachel is going to tell us how to do this. Rachel, welcome to the show. Please do introduce yourself.
1: Hi, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to to talk about this. I love coaching people on their communication skills. And um, I come from, as you said, the, the theater world. So I use that as a lens through which to explore communication Uh, explore leadership, public speaking, these sorts of things, in part because as an actor, I'm used to being in the spotlight, and my instrument is my body and my voice, something that when we're really intellectually challenged, like a lot of people, and challenged by, I mean... um, People who are really super smart, like a lot of the women in IT, Mm -hmm. we sometimes forget to engage our voice and our body when we are communicating. And I like to say that my job as a coach is really to remind people of what they already know, but maybe aren't really practicing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm.
0: that's an introduction. Yeah. Fantastic thank you and I think it's such an important topic because I remember you know going back to those times when I just you know have butterflies in my stomach and like oh no when do I speak and how do I speak and like having that confidence and then having to present and kind of being so nervous about it and I ended up putting myself on a public speaking course in in um, London at the time Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of you know rebuilding that confidence and then Um, I did Virgin V parties and kind of like did these little makeup parties, but I had to present to people and do a makeup demonstration. And just those little things in more informal settings really built my confidence up. So I think this is such an important topic for women, isn't it, to focus on. And you must see this every day, Rachel, like why, you know, what other circumstances do you see for women that you talk to? Uh,
1: I find a lot of women, A, are mostly believe that they have to have a certain kind of corporate presence, that they have to behave in a certain way to be taken seriously. So one of the things that a lot of the women that I see Uh, do is they tend to talk really 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 deeply (laughs) because they feel that if they don't they're not going to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. Um, and the truth is is that you want to use the whole melody of your voice because it's part of how you communicate impactfully Mm -hmm. Um, I see that I see women who struggle to speak up in meetings some of that has to do with confidence some of that has to do with with permission, mm-hmm. right? So there's, um, it, there is the sense that, well, I can't speak up in meetings because I'm, I'm afraid that what I'm going to say is not going to be received well. But then they're also not giving themselves permission to speak up in a meeting, and it's a finding that voice, finding the way to create those opportunities where uh, you can say something uh and just really exercise that muscle until it becomes a habit like you said i love that you did makeup demonstrations that is just so wonderful and so perfect because not only are you are you talking to people you're actually doing something at the same time so it requires you to use both sides of your brain because being a makeup artist is a really creative thing but then Mm. Translating it into language what you're doing is another thing.
0: Mm. Um holding the attention of 20 women who are all there to have a good time. That was the challenging thing. <laughs> well, especially, if especially if they're drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let Have a steady
1: hand with that eyeliner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it's interesting but it certainly gave me the confidence to kind of you know present more at work and have that confidence so it's, it's a baby steps isn't it yeah. And then talking about you know you know that situation like how do you hold people's um attention how do we create that collaboration and connection um you know in person but right now virtual as well how do we make sure they are actually listening to us yeah, this is, this is such
1: a tricky one because no one person can, there's certain things one person can do. And you want to sort of create an atmosphere where everyone can speak, where everyone is listening. There are a bunch of different stages of listening. And so what we want is to try to create a space where people are listening to understand everything. Right, a lot of times people listen to reject, they listen just to get the information. Mm -hmm. Um, but that and those are sort of low levels of listening, and active listening is listening to the whole person, so it's not just listening to the information that they're giving, it's how they're delivering the information, it's reading their body language and really listening to the nuance that's coming out through their voice. And if you are a better listener, they will be a better speaker. It's one of these reciprocal relationships. The quality of the listening affects the quality of the speaker and vice versa. Um, So really engaging all of your active listening. And the truth is, it takes more energy than you think it does to really actively listen. And it definitely takes more energy to actively listen virtually. Mm -hmm. We are the masters of trying to multitask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're on your laptop, you've got ping, ping, ping. You've got your instant messenger. Mm -hmm. You've got your, your email pinging. You've got probably six or seven windows open, you know, and you're constantly allowing yourself to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. So in meetings and During presentations, I really advocate for turning all of that off. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, just getting ready to get on this call with you. I turned off my WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. I turned off my email. I turned off my messages. And I turned off my phone because I don't want to be distracted
0: so that I can be present here with you now. And that's really nice, that isn't it? It's just really nice to be focused, solely focused on something and to have everything else switched off. (laughs) You feel a sense of calm and peace. So it's really important that people, you know, you make that sort of uh pay that attention to those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the truth is you'll be more efficient, Hmm. you know it'll take less time to do whatever you're doing. If you allow yourself to be completely focused on it Mm -hmm. and giving people back the gift of time, how amazing is that? Like right now where everybody is really overworked and maybe struggling with their boundaries of home life and work life because people are still working from home. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Great. So on this note continuing around how to get people to listen how should we communicate with people I was interested to hear that you know PowerPoint isn't your you know favorite tool for presenting itself so I think it would be really interesting to explore that in more detail like what's the best way to communicate with people to get that message across. So I I, want to talk a little bit
1: about virtual world and in person right um so the thing about PowerPoint is that it turns into, it can turn into a crutch. And a lot of times people think, oh, well, I only need four slides. And then they cram so much information onto that slide, to each slide, that it's almost illegible. And what happens is that they'll be talking and they'll put up that slide and immediately everybody is reading and nobody is listening because they're trying to decipher Mm. what is in front of them. So the other thing is that in the virtual world, when you start sharing your screen, right, your little box, Mm -hmm. unless somebody changes the view, your little box turns into an inch by an inch and a half. (laughs) And we know from, um, from, research and everything, that 93% of our communication is nonverbal, mm. 55% is done through our body language. That's through our gestures, through eye contact, facial expressions, how we're holding our body posture. Mm. And by removing your, yourself from you know That's the nice big screen, mm. you've basically limited so much of your communication. And again, it's the same thing in person. You put up that slide, everybody stops looking at you. They're looking at the slide. So you've lost 55% of your ability to communicate. Mm, fascinating. So that, that's one of the more practical reasons why I don't like PowerPoint. But the other thing mm-hmm. is that you really want to try to engage with your audience. The two questions I ask all of my coaches, when they're preparing any kind of communication, whether it's an email, a sales pitch, an executive summary, um, any kind, you know, a, a weekly report is who is their audience? What do they care about? That's the lens through which you're going to communicate mm-hmm. because you're going to speak directly to them and directly to what it is. That they care about. Mm. So, for instance, you might have an agenda and be like, Well, I really care about these things. I really care about the data in this weekly report. I really care about, um, you know, like how this customer didn't meet the deadline, blah, 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 blah. Your manager may care about. How are you doing with your time management? How are you doing with your well-being? They don't want to know the data. They want you to speak to those things. So mm-hmm. when it's so important to put yourself in the other person's shoes and go, what is it that they need to hear from me? Mm-hmm. And then to choose to articulate through that lens. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a PowerPoint to do that.
0: Yeah, that's no, really interesting. And something that I have noticed um, is... You know, standing up and presenting rather than sitting down in your desk mm-hmm. is that something you've seen more of as well like you know people choosing to have the stand-up desks and presenting that way when you're virtual
1: yes uh, it gives you a little bit more freedom and more energy mm. the truth is when you sit down you can kind of your body can kind of collapse on itself and when your body collapses on itself you know you get a little bit you get a little bit um, squished in your, in your torso, Mm -hmm. then you can't breathe properly. Mm -hmm. And the breath really. So, you know, as an actor, I need to be able to from a big, big theater without a microphone hit the back wall (laughs) so that the people who are in the back can hear me just as well as the people who are out front. And the breath is the engine to that. Mm -hmm. The breath is the engine to everything though. It's the engine to your imagination, your creativity, your calm, your ability to think, your ability to listen, to be present. If you're not breathing properly, you're, you're stymieing all of that. So people standing up gives them a chance to like really open up their bodies for the breath to come in. It really changes their energy level as well, which in this virtual setting, you need a little bit more energy than you think you do to reach through that camera lens, reach through the internet and have a, a real impact.
0: If you're anything like me, it's waving your hands around while you're talking. I
1: think right now, I know you can't see it, but I'm just,
0: I, I was Italian in another life.
1: You know? yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, it gives you more movement to you know, have that flow in your body, doesn't it, really? So, um, yeah, really I'm, well I, I'm yeah. a good one at waving my hands around. But <laughs> I think, you know, if you're stood up, you tend to do that more, don't you, than sitting down. So it's, you it's do. quite, when you talked about that resonated with me when you said like your body language and everything is is you know key part of communicating and so actually being there people seeing you but if you feel that that you know you're more expressive or you're standing up then that's maybe something to look at isn't it yeah um, absolutely. so let's revisit those parameters to get you know retain attention so let's just reboot on some of those areas because the thing is yeah there is all these other distractions so what are the things that you want to get people to do to make sure that they have their full attention on you so the first thing I would do
1: is ask everybody to turn off their notifications. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is something that I also do in person when I do workshops in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn off your phone. You're not going to need it. We're going to do really experiential work. I need you, you know, your attention on me. So ask them to turn everything down off, you know, email, phone, etc. Um, I will also when I'm presenting, I know you. obviously we both have our cameras off right now, but if you and I were speaking, I ha- I am talking directly to the camera. And in this virtual setting that is so important because it makes your audience feel like you are speaking directly to them. And that in and of itself makes them pay more attention in person you would do the same thing but you probably wouldn't hold eye contact as long as you do with the camera because with in person 3 to 4 seconds of holding eye contact creates intimacy creates rapport trust anything more than that starts to feel uncomfortable and slightly invasive so you Just when you're time speaking, it right yeah exactly <laughs> you know so you want to create <laughs> eye contact And if you're talking to a group of people, if you only focus on one person, everybody else in the meeting is going to be like, why am I here? (laughs) She's only talking to Heather, you know? So you're going to want to move around and make eye contact with other people in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's counterintuitive because in the virtual world to talk to the camera, because you want to see whether or not what you're saying is is landing so you're you want to see the other person's body language you want to see whether or not they're you know they've got that little furrow over their brow it that looks oh i'm confused i don't know what she's talking about Mm. um so that you can address that and see that as a gift and be like oh you look confused can i can i explain something again Mm. Or did i lose you you know whatever Mm. Uh, but you can do that you just have to do that in silence look at the rest of the screen and then come back to the camera Mm. so that um people will feel like you're making eye contact directly with them
0: fab yeah so that'd be good so I think in terms of you know there's all these things to think about which is great and so I think there's been really good top tips that you can take away and apply today but I think it's important to remember that you know, presenting is a learned skill, right? It's not something that you can just rock up and go, oh, I'm going to be brilliant at this today. You know, it is worth practicing, getting training, getting help. So Rachel, how do you help people? And what are the things that you suggest, you know, people do to kind of practice to present successfully?
1: So a lot of what I advocate for and I do with my coaches is we practice, we rehearse out loud. Uh, A lot of the women who have come to me are like, when I ask them how they prepare, Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to say, prepare, rehearse, and somebody else might go, well, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, And it means to do it out loud. Mm -hmm. We can hold a lot of abstract thoughts in our head and articulating it and transferring it into language that's clear, concise, and memorable takes effort Mm -hmm. and will take some editing as well. Mm -hmm. So by rehearsing out loud, you get a chance to try it out and then you hear yourself and you can go, "Mm, yeah, that's not exactly what I meant. Let Mm -hmm. me try that again. Mm -hmm. The other thing that rehearsing out loud does is it, it starts to create muscle memory. So you get muscle memory in your lips, in your face, in your body, in your gestures, so that when you are presenting, and like you said, the butterflies go crazy, your heart starts Mm -hmm. racing, you start sweating, you get a little bit of dry mouth, whatever, because your lizard brain has kicked in and you're in flight mode. Mm -hmm. Um, The muscle memory will, will kick in and you'll start speaking And then your body will go, oh, I'm safe. And then you can actually really be present. Mm -hmm. So that's one one big thing that I do. Uh, And then I will investigate storytelling with people because data is really dry and data is really difficult to remember. But if you put the data in a context Mm -hmm. and in the context of a story, Mm -hmm. then people will remember it. Mm. So we, I I help people sort of shape their content uh, by exploring storytelling. The other thing that happens with storytelling is that people's voices change completely. They start using their voices Mm. in really unexpected ways (laughs) that is so impactful and so wonderful to listen to. Um, And it really, it really can change the way that they're communicating and connecting with an audience.
0: Great. It's a bigger impact, doesn't it? And engages with their emotional side.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Fabulous. So top tips from today is think about how you can communicate in different ways do practice there and rehearse. And if you want to connect with Rachel, Rachel, please do share where they can find out more about you and your support.
1: Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn and you can find me at www.rachel, r-a-c-h-e-l-a-fowler,
0: f-o-w-l-e-r.com. Awesome. Brilliant. And we'll put the link in the notes as well. So Good luck. As I say, it does take practice to be perfect. Even I rehearse for even like team meetings. You know, I think through how am I going to say it and what am I going to do? So never underestimate the value of thinking through things, how you're communicating things, how you refer, rehearse um, for everything. And if you can get some help like I did, then i definitely recommend that too. So check out Rachel's site and any other training options that you might want to consider. So thank you, Rachel, for joining me today and sharing your tips. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. If you like the session today, please do rate and review it on iTunes. We'd love to see your feedback on there. And if you're interested in what Supermums does to help empower women in tech, please visit our website at supermums.org. Thank you very much for listening today. It's been lovely to have you listen to our show and look forward to speaking to you on the next session. Take care. Bye.